G'day, Bloods fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Bloodhood Podcast for Season 2023. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Melton Cafe Kebab. I'm your host, Alex Kerr, and joining me will be co-hosts Jason Hibbert and Ben Grambo. During today's pod, we will be covering the key talking points that came out of our clashes in Finals Week 1. We'll also be joined by Club Vice President Brian McNabb as he gives his thoughts on the weekend's clashes and the season. We hope you all enjoy, and remember, Go Bloods! G'day everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Bloodhood Podcast for season 2023. After finals week one, it's finally done the first week of finals and we had three men's footy teams battling out and then one netball team in the E grade. How did you boys find the weekend? It was alright, I reckon. I think Saturday was a bit bit disappointing but... I think uh, clearly shows that Brett Bewley is a really good footballer. So Yes, and we will get to that when we talk <laughs> yeah. about the seniors. He played a bloody yeah. brilliant game. But yeah, it was uh, it was a mixed weekend. We had some results go our way and then some obviously didn't in the end. But one of the results that did go our way was the E-grade netball. They were able to come away with a win 31-21 to at Eastern Oval Court 1. So well done to the girls there. It seemed like a pretty close contest. You were actually there watching it, Jace. Yeah, I watched... I watched a little bit of it while it was your half time. Um, it wasn't too bad. I actually, I wish I got around it more. I reckon. Yeah. It was, it was actually good. Like it, they actually compete hard. Yep. It's um, I play, I play indoor netball with a few of them, and they just love playing netball. Yeah, that's really good. Well, yeah. not expected to win that game either at all. We weren't the uh, the home team. Really. North Ballarat actually ended up finishing higher than us. So that's uh, credit to the girls. I think Amanda Borley shot. 25 goals. Yeah, so she's, a, she's a beast, Panda. Yeah, Panda's absolute, an absolute beast, yeah. Absolutely killed it. So, now nah, well done to them. They move on next week against Pretty Melton sure they, um, they jumped the gun early too, we did. We got a really yep. good start and then uh, they sort of came back a bit at the end. But there you go. had the lead early to uh, secure the win. Yeah, so North must be a pretty good side. So good to knock off a good side like them and move on next week against Melton South. So that's going to be a tough Which game. It's going to be a really big game. Yeah, it's really, going to be a huge really big game. game. <laughs> big rivalry there. But nah, well done to the girls. They move on to next week. Moving on to the 19s now. Benny, you have the score. Redan's 5-10-40 to our 7-14-56. Three-goal win in the end. It How was good. Bloody brilliant and a great way to start off our Sunday. How about before, before we get into a talking point because... I've got something really big to talk about about this 19s game because we've got the man, none other than Ben Barrelboy Greenbow. <laughs> he launched that and hit the target too. That is insane. I think he labelled it as the greatest torpedo pass in the BFL history. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, mate. <laughs> and there's not many of them. There's not many big <laughs> torpedo passes, but uh, it was brilliant. And it, it, honestly, in the end, probably one of the ceiling moments of the game. 100%. Yeah. I think after he kicked that, I've gone, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've we got it covered. I think it was about two minutes left <laughs> yeah. on the clock. We can just hold it up, boys. Uh, and, yeah, it was a great credit, especially at the end of that game, to hold on like we did. Obviously, we're up by three goals. Uh, didn't really give him much other than that. So I, I feel like it was a good effort from the defence to be able to hold it up late in that game. And, yeah, uh, the boys just really showed some real good character. And Redan, they are a strong side. It was going to be a tough week, and uh, the boys prevailed. Benny, you have the best players there. Take it away. Oscar Greenshields, Johnny Wheeler, Changa Scoble, Aidan Stewart, Charlie Doran and Jack Beeson. 
Yep, all those boys definitely stood out. And I reckon while we are talking about this, what were your thoughts on the games of those boys there? What did you catch? Nah, the great game. Games? Oscar Greenshields is a gun. Yeah, he is. He's, but none other than John Wheeler. John Wheeler's a freak. I love John. Johnson Pally. <laughs> yeah, he's a gun. He's a gun. He is. And I think he's oh, I wonder if he's recovering after that big cork, mate. He, he's, yeah, he looked sore at three-quarter time. Yeah. I've seen him run in the fourth quarter. Wasn't he just injured like 10 minutes ago? Yeah, no. I saw him at the waves and, geez, mate, he was <laughs> struggling all. But, mate, he'll be, he'll be all good. He'll be back and firing I, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know Chase Goble had calf muscles too. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Big calf muscles with Jake. <laughs> Old mate wasn't happy with him either too. <laughs> Get him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, when he cramped yeah, up. He cramped yeah, that's up. right. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the all the boys on there, they did play very big roles in our win. And also the goal kickers, Benny, you got them there? Of course you asked that one, mate. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nugget with the three. Eso, Briggsy, Billboard, and Jakey Cotter with one. What, what, what about the, uh, the the double Cobra from the skipper? Get everyone up and going. It was in the last quarter, mate. I was just, I was just waiting for that moment. <laughs> after the big tackle, was that that one? Yeah, it was after oh. that one. But, mate, it was a goal in the end. We needed some, and well done to the boys. It was a huge win. A game that, obviously, as I said before, we weren't expected to win. You know, we went in, you know, with high hopes, and we came out on top. So, huge credit to the boys. We move on to next week against East Point. It's always, always a tough game against East Point. But, you know, we're going to go in with, you know, the best team that we can possibly have out there and, you know, give it our all. So, the boys should be looking forward to it, and it's going to be a great game. Moving on into the reserves, we suffered a loss to Darley, 10-13-73-2-7-9-51. Yeah, Darley just seemed to be in control of that game for, you know, the vast majority. I reckon in that last quarter, we started to put some oh, pressure on around the ground, which led to a few scores, but they were just able to get back on top and they finished the game off pretty strongly. And yeah, just the boys just didn't seem to really have that spark and a credit to them. They brought it to them after, you know, only a couple of weeks ago, losing the way they did yeah. by like, I think it was about 80 points. So it's a big turnaround. Uh, a stronger team out there though, to be fair. You actually have the best players there, mate. You want to read them out for us? Uh, Josh Cooper, Chris Jones, Lockie Erickson, Corey Armstrong, Tim Gretsch and Max Scoble. Yeah, so pretty much the boys, the more senior boys of that team that were the shining lights, and they did. They, they provided some moments in there. It just really wasn't enough to get it done. What were your boys' thoughts on the game? Um, I felt like Daly were in control most of it, other than that, what, 15, 20-minute part where we were coming hard, and I was like, hang on a minute, look, the boys are a chance here. Yeah, don't, don't knock it, yeah. I think we kicked a goal with like five minutes left, and I've gone like, oh, like 20 points behind. Like, yeah, like, we're not far away. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it just uh, wasn't to be, and yeah, that Daly team is strong. they got a lot of talent in there, uh, a lot of talent that probably could be playing senior footy, which is a bit like us. But, you know, they just seem to be able to put it together for a longer period of time. you got our goal scorers there, mate. Yes. Uh, Brady Rouse with three. James Taylor, a.k.a. Stretch, with two. Jai Whitehand with the one. Stretch had a couple of looks. How's Stretch crumbing? <laughs> I know. The crumbing goal was insane. And a snap as well to finish it off. I absolutely love that. And Bra- Brady Rouse, it's... I mean, look look what happens when he plays. Like, honestly... What, we, we lose? <laughs> but, no, I'm talking about the big turnaround. Like, yeah, last time we played definitely. against Darley, mate, we got smashed. And to bring it 
take it up to him like we did. I reckon he had a few looks as well. He would have kicked about 3-3. Three, three. So we did have some handy opportunities and we probably didn't take enough in the end. But that's, that's what you need to do in finals. You need to be able to take those opportunities when they come around. And we just weren't able to take enough into the game. And still a positive, though, for the reserves team. There's a lot that can come out of that team. They're a very talented side. Probably just wasn't enough commitment on the training track throughout the season, which is something that hopefully next year can turn around if the boys commit to it because, I mean, there's going to be a a heap of talent that's going to be coming through anyway through our 19s and hopefully there's some boys challenges for spots and hopefully the team, you know, can build on what's been a successful two years. So well done to the lads and well done to their season. Now, moving on to our last game for the week, and it was the seniors falling to Dali, 88 to 74. Uh, It was a very tough day, very tough day to watch, a very tough day to be there, uh, and just wasn't the result that the boys were after. Dali definitely brought it up to us and showed that they're a really tough team and are going to be really hard to stop throughout this final series. What were your boys' thoughts? Hard to watch, I think. Brett Bewley dominating all aspects of the game. Um, Kyle Borg was uh, probably really good in the terms of how our footy was played. Yeah, he um, definitely showed some promising signs. I mean, when you kick four goals, yeah. you're probably going to be one of yeah. the better players out there. But as you, as you mentioned, uh, can't really gloss over the fact that we were dominated by um, the team, more importantly, yeah. but a player when he has a game such as that, well, it was 48, that, yeah. 48 two and 229 <laughs> ranking points, uh, kind of takes it away from you. And, yeah, he was just just everywhere. The boys would be very, very disappointed with that. Obviously, that's the third time this season that we've fallen to Dali. Uh, this time at a neutral ground as well. So the, it was an <laughs> yeah. even playing field. We, could, we didn't have really anything to you know, be too upset about. But it was just a tough, tough contest. What were your thoughts, Benny? Um, I felt like first half we were really in it. And then third quarter, they just blew us away. But even in the fourth quarter, I think we came back at them. So they didn't really dominate too much other than that third quarter. Yep. But, yeah, it's a bit hard when that guy just keeps yeah. touching the football. And then that's right. I would see Mines as well. He's pretty dangerous. Yeah, very. Da- they got that's right. They've got very dangerous players. They've got blokes in that midfield as well that really complement uh, you know, Billy's playing style. So they do work it out in the end. But, I mean, a 14-point loss is actually pretty flattering because Darley were very dominant. They had a lot of opportunities. I mean, they kicked 13-10. We kicked 12-2. That's, that's crazy. That's still. really the most accurate <laughs> we've been all season. Yeah. And still, you know, just weren't able to get it done. So, Dali, as we said before, are going to be a very tough side to stop. We'll have a look at our best players before we move on, though. We had Kyle Borg, Adrian Manito, Blake Suter, Jack Walker, Luke Heaney, and Lockie Phillips. How's, how's Blake Suter getting the crowd up on about? Yeah, oh, that, was, that was great. <laughs> that was crazy. He lined him up from like miles away. Yeah. Just, yeah, and hit him real hard. But then that, two minutes later, Zach Russell on the floor with... Yeah, having a, ru- the, the having a wrestle. Yeah. I know. That's something I'd expect from you. I haven't seen <laughs> yeah. it from you yet, and I'm happy. Last that time I seen that, it was with the Johnson brothers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. That's when Rad came over and Big yeah. Hero tried to pull it off. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, but th- yeah, these boys here definitely were, you know, shining lights. If we could even, you know, have one. It was yeah, a, a game that we want to move on from very quickly. It's going to be a tough week this week against East massive, East. Massive, um, sorry, massive talking point though, Ben Archard. Yeah, 95 idiots. 95 idiots. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> that is You're probably never going to see that nah, many other times nah. ever. He would have he loved the little write-up he got on that um, 
uh, BFNL post. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah nah, they would have loved that. And oh, rightfully so. If you when you have I'm a ruckman saying. who in their field, especially their area, gets slock numbers that you you're not going to see saying. very often, uh, you got to respect it and congratulate it. So well done to him. But yeah, it's obviously a game that we want to move on from very quickly. We got East who can be a tough side on their day. They, they looked down and out at, at one stage in the season and managed to get into finals. And, you know, while the, when they're in there, it's always a danger. So uh, it's going to be a tough week next week against East. But hopefully the boys can come out on top and get it done. It's must win from here on out. All right, so before we end this podcast, we do have a very special guest on with us, a guest that we've had on before, and he's been dying to get back on. You just can't get him away, can you? No, you can't. (laughs) He's always asking to get on, and we've got him here again today. How are we, Nabby? Always good, buddy. Always good, boys. Um, Trying to be upbeat, which we are, and uh, no, good to hear the voice again. Yes, no, very good. We're very happy to have you here. And before we get into, you know, our questions and, and stuff that we usually ask for the podcast, there is a couple of things that I know you did want to talk about. And I think it's nearly around 12 months ago, there was an incident at the club on a day that was very special to the club that you did want to touch on. Uh, take it away, mate. Yeah, well, basically near 12 months to the day, actually. Yeah, a couple of weeks short uh, where I did, unfortunately, um, well, pass out four hours after a grand final, uh, unsure why at that stage, uh, rushed the hospital. And then over that journey of two to three months where they actually did place a monitor uh, in my heart to get some bearings and whether I was good, bad or indifferent. Then from there, it went to what we call a pacemaker. And uh, obviously the pacemaker is a bit like the icing on the cake. It gives you the energy that you'd like to think you've still got, it adjusts your heart accordingly. And, uh, yeah, it gave me a real good kick along to enjoy, hopefully, life for a lot longer. Where I'm coming from is that, you know, always look after yourself, guys, Where you know, male, female. As we get older, we are always a bit gentle, but uh, certainly, guys, uh, you know, involved in our club, be conscious of... Uh, what may be around the corner because it certainly can be a short life if you're not prepared to look after yourself. That is exactly right, mate. And there's another chapter in your life that's hit you in the last couple of weeks. Did you want to share that information as well? Yeah, I appreciate you asking these questions because, you know, when you're obviously – I'll go straight to the point to three weeks ago and I was one of the lucky ones, I think, where I've been tested for prostate cancer over the last four years and this process continues each six months. And, uh, well, just the process three weeks ago was continued and unfortunately I was diagnosed as a prostate cancer. Uh, But the positives and everything's a positive and you've got to look at it in that light that it is not an aggressive cancer. It's a cancer that can be managed and will be managed and... uh, if you put me prostate, me, uh, yeah, pacemaker together, I'm probably just going to last another 15 to 20 years. So a bit of disappointment for everyone within the club that they've still got to put up with me for that period of time. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, nah, we're not going anywhere shortly. And uh, I just like to mention to our guys, and it's a guy situation here with prostate cancer, never be embarrassed of one, not talk about it, and never be embarrassed that you're too good 
to go and get a test because you feel you don't need it. Uh, continually, I'm on my soapbox here, but get tested on a regular basis, what they find, and then they can manage it for you and uh, hopefully reduce it that there's no cancer there. And like the pacemaker, the pacemaker certainly gave me another lease of life totally from where I was going uh, with that incident. And incident two, like I said, the cancer, um, it's in minor stages, but it's certainly there and there's a plan in place. And uh, like I said, in 15 or 20 years, I'll be talking to you old bastards and uh, I'll still be <laughs> kicking goals everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, we love to hear that, Nobby, and thank you very much for sharing that. I know that's new information to a lot of ears, so uh, no, we appreciate you opening up like that. It's, it's very good that you've allowed us to have that yeah, on here. Sure. So, no, we appreciate that, mate. And I reckon now we move on to you know a more lighthearted part of our pod. I know you wanted to get that out of the way first and we're very happy that you did, but I reckon we just go on now to you know the season as a whole. What have your thoughts been and how do you reckon the club's tracking? Well, I believe the club's done as well as last year, even though we haven't got the holy grail as yet. And that's still feasible. That's certainly in our grasp. You know, we're two games away from doing what we did last year. Um, It's a bit of a change of personnel on the playing field and also, you know, on committee as well. But on the playing field, the number of players, not a number, I shouldn't say, three, four, five guys went on to other situations at other clubs. um, And that allowed us to bring some of these, once again, the babies, what we call our babies, the under. 19 kids coming through, and uh, I think it was very exciting this year. Every Thursday night, there'd be one, if not two names read out of under-19 kids playing senior football, which includes yourself, Alex, and, you know, Green Shields and these characters. And uh, I think it's just magnificent that our coaching panel see fit to do those things. And, you know, your reward's a flag. But your satisfaction's to see these kids running around playing senior football against grown men. And, uh, yeah, no, I think we've continued through that. You know, uh, Maddie as president, uh, a few new ideas, different ideas. And, you know, he has always great support from myself and Ray Newman and, yeah, right throughout the club, really. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, a, a great situation to be involved in such a good club at this stage. We're very much hoping that, as you mentioned before, the you know the names getting read out on a Thursday night. Hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't say now, but hopefully, you know, in the years to come, we hear many more of those names as the club continues to develop. And I reckon now we'll look towards the weekend coming up. We have a couple of big games, especially in the senior footy, with uh, the seniors taking on East Point. That's going to be a very tough game. Yeah, certainly not an easy game. I always thought East Point was the, you know, the black sheep. They were the danger one coming through. Um, you know, they've got a couple of, uh, I believe, guys out. So that's certainly, you know, going to probably help our situation. But we're a confident side, and I think our confidence will well and truly come back on uh, Sunday. And, you know, we've got a pretty good lineup going through. Maybe a couple of late changes of one reason or another at this stage. But, you know, we are a good side and that's why we finished on top. And all we need is a bit of luck to play our best football. And in fairness, Darley hasn't allowed us to do that this year. But uh, other sides, if we play our best football, we're certainly, you'd think we couldn't, you know, beast, beat East Point. Yeah, exactly right. And we also had, before we move on to uh, the 19th footy, we had the E-grade netball who also 
posted a big victory and they'll take on South next week. Did you catch any of that, mate? I did see the scores and I went across and I did. And I don't know, we were nine in front and I thought, Super Coach Mel, here she goes again. She's a, <laughs> a superwoman, Wonder Woman, we call her. No, she's done a great job there as well. You know, there's a bit of experience in that side. But uh, as we know, sometimes the lesser grades are a bit hard to manage, one reason or another. But no, she's done a great job. Her, Amy and Jess Bartlett, you know, they've put it together extremely well for the club this year. Yes, they have. And it's great to see a netball side in finals. And before we move on from the playing side of things, obviously we've got the 19s as well who will be playing on that Sunday with the seniors. They'll also be taking on East Point. It's a very exciting times, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough and I touched wood to see these boys play on Sunday morning there. And uh, I was very pleased with one, their endeavour, two, their skill level, and uh, three, uh, Ray Newman. Uh, who's his assistant? Oh, Troy Scoble. That's right. I forgot about Troy being involved there. But they're yeah, tongue in cheek there. But no, <laughs> they were. Uh, they he coached extremely well, Ray, and also the way he handled uh, the game itself. I thought was first class, and the guys supported him no end and delivered back. And that's why they did beat Rodan. They should have beaten them earlier on in the year. One reason or another, it didn't happen. But certainly in that last quarter, they just held firm and stood tall. Yes, they did. And it was, as I've mentioned before in this pod, we showed a lot of character, got it over the line, and it was a real credit to the boys. Now, I reckon we move on to a couple of questions that I think Jason's got cooked up for you, mate. So we'll let him take it away. All right. Come on, JJ. Don't be shy. Uh, uh, don't be too shy about answering this too, Nabby. Give us an update on how your car's going. Oh, that story. Uh, no, that was just a bit of bad luck on the night. It's probably too long to talk on radio, but I'll keep it simple. When you leave a place and you go home, you take your phone. When you get home and you can't find your phone, you normally go back to where you've left your phone. (laughs) But when you go back to get your phone and you can't get in the rooms because everyone's left you, you tend to get panic stations and you drive through whatever's in front of you, including spikes. (laughs) But the real frustration comes when you can't ring anyone because you still don't have your phone. (laughs) Then the frustration gets worse because you can't drive your car because you've got four flat tyres. What do you do? Hitchhike and a couple of lovely Indian guys because they couldn't drive over me. I was in the middle of the road and dropped me off at my daughter's place to get me home. So my daughter gets me home. I wake up, Todd and my daughter. That's 11.30 by now. This process started at 9 o'clock. Everyone's looking for me. All of a sudden, I go in. What's your problem? I've lost my phone. What do you mean you've lost your phone? Your phone hasn't stopped ringing. It's in your coat pocket that you've walked in at 9 o'clock with. So there was my phone already at home. Now, I couldn't find it because it was in my coat pocket. Then the drama started the next day because my car was parked quite illegal in Coburn's Road and um, everyone started ringing again because they thought something had drastically happened to me uh, because I had four flat tyres. But it is a funny story. That's the very, very short version. Uh, But you live and learn, don't go over spikes, whether they're flat uh, because you'll end up with flat tyres. It's very simple. (laughs) 
Yeah, the story gets funnier every time you hear it. And uh, you've told it perfectly there, mate. Jason's got another one there for you. Yeah. Uh, just who's your favourite player to watch this year, Nabby? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to get in trouble here, aren't I? Hey, hey. In unders or seniors? Oh, whatever you, whatever you like, mate. I love watching me mate number 45 in the seniors because my son had 45 when he played seniors bridge. And, um, but now uh, number 45, he's, um, He's pretty stylish. He's had a few injuries this year, and uh, he's always very consistent. So, yeah, he's my little pet, and he's a good bloke as well. I'm sure Age would love hearing that, mate. I'm <laughs> sure he'd love it. Now, in the unders, I've got to say, last week I was very biased. I gave out a TWW award, and uh, my little mate Briggs, he, um, and he, he, he might be one of the smallest players, but he stands pretty tall on the field. And when he got picked in the seniors, um, yeah, it certainly did help. Yeah, no, he has been very big for us this year. And Jace has another question for last, you. Last one, last one. Uh, this might go to Nug as well, I reckon. Who's winning this week, the uh, the Swans or, or the Blues? Oh, no, Swans by 10 goals. That's a bit biased. But no, the best side will win, I think, hopefully it is the Swans. I'm sorry, Curry's. You're going to miss out there. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, agree, uh, I agree with you. The best team will win. And yeah. It's going to be the lose. <laughs> yeah. But uh, appreciate all this. But more important, it's not about me for a change. Not as yet, anyway. But no, serious guys, look after yourself from whether you're bloody 21 right through to 81. Get tested. Don't be embarrassed. And I think the thing to find out is if you're crook, you're crook. Get the right format and get it done. Secondly, don't be shy to be say to someone, put up your hand and I need a helping hand here. Have a bit of a talk to someone and uh, give everyone the, the respect they deserve. Have a talk and everyone becomes better for it all around. Exactly right, Nabby. And we have absolutely loved having you on, mate. You've shared some really good information with us and a great insight on you know the games to come and the season so far. Thanks for coming in, mate. We've enjoyed your company and have a good one. We'll see you around the club. For sure. All the best, guys. And Thanks, hey, mate. you do a great job too. Credit where it's due. It makes this club what it is. Little one percenters right throughout. So well done, guys. Thanks, thank man. you. Thanks, Nabby. Uh, appreciate it, Nabby. And thank you all for listening in. This is the end of the pod for this week. Have a good one, and we'll see you later. See you later. Bye bye. Thank you all for tuning in to the Bloodhood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed Finals Week One as we approach our second week of Finals this weekend. Make sure to keep up to date with future content on the Mountain Bloods Facebook page and the Bloodhood Instagram. We hope you all enjoy and go Bloods.